This is the Best Run Podcast. Brought to you by SAP. Hello everybody and welcome to our next edition of the Best Run Podcast. Rushenka Pereira here and today I have two international visitors with me. Kevin Angland who is the General Manager of Digital Services from Mercury, New Zealand. And I've also got Julia Jack, who's the Chief Marketing Officer from Mercury New Zealand. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so just a little bit of background about our guests. So Kevin's actually been leading the customer-led innovation at Mercury. He's got a breadth of experience in digital transformation and has delivered some of New Zealand's biggest technology projects. And Kevin was also the CIO of the year in 2014. Julia is the custodian of Mercury's brand and is responsible for Mercury's sales and marketing functions and on focusing on designing innovative energy products and services. So we just recently had Julia and Kevin both in Sydney because they both spoke at our EFFECT event. And if you were there, uh, you would have been fascinated to hear how they have lifted the brand of Mercury by using an electrified 1957 Ford Fairlane named Evie, which has helped customers connect with the topic of energy freedom. So let's just talk about what energy freedom is. Uh, Julia, did you want to just give us a bit of a rundown as to what you mean by that? Yeah, sure. So um, energy freedom is the uh, mission that Mercury are on um, for our customers and for New Zealand as a whole. In New Zealand, we are at a level of about 80 to 85% renewable energy generation. And for Mercury, that's 100%. We think that is a huge advantage for us as a country. Uh, the way we describe that is energy freedom, freeing ourselves from the environmental and the financial impact of our dependence on fossil fuels. But we also um, interpret energy freedom into people's individual lives too, as just the freedom of having that choice to do um, whatever they want with energy because we have that amazing renewable resource for them to use. Now, as we both heard, both Kevin and Julia bring a wealth of experience and expertise to their roles, having led teams for global companies. How did that experience working for those kinds of companies prepare you for the transformation that you're undertaking at Mercury? Yeah, I think I've come from a reasonably lengthy career in the financial services industry and how that's been useful is that um, I think as most people will appreciate, financial services have been undergoing change for some time. So there's a huge element of um, having um, spent some time transforming a business already, understanding what works um, and, and, but more importantly, also understanding what doesn't work and being able to bring that to a new industry, a new organisation and bring you know, the benefit of that experience. And I think the key for me has been to be successful in the digital transformation of your business. It needs to underpin the broader business strategy. Mm-hmm. And that's been the significant thing that um, I've noticed that many organisations fail because the digital transformation is a vehicle in its own right and it's not underpinning that broader business strategy. So that's been the big learning that I've been able to bring into my role at Mercury. Yeah, and I'd completely agree with that. I think I've seen in other um, companies various transformations, so whether it's a rebrand or whether it's a um, cultural change program, new values for the company, or whether it's um, a technology program, as soon as you're doing them in isolation, so the cultural thing is HR's thing or the brand thing is brand and marketing thing, as soon as you're doing that, that's a recipe for them not to be successful. It has to be that complete alignment 
across the organization. And it has to start with having that mission and that purpose that everybody's going to get behind and everything else is going to flow from. And as I see the collaboration between the both of you, and, and I note that you both started your roles within months of each other in 2016. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how marketing and sales and digital services are complementing each other and how you actually prop each other up? Um, sorry, we actually started on the same day, oh, not wow. even within okay. months of each other. <laughs> Our first day of school was exactly the same day. Um, and, and, you know, there was a reason for that. That wasn't a coincidence. Uh, Frego, who's the CEO at Mercury, very much saw these two roles as needing to work together. So I think it started for us by, by having shared outcomes. So rather than being activity-focused, we are very outcomes-focused as an organization. So shared outcomes that we are both accountable for around what we, what we need to deliver for the customers. And then an understanding that in order for my team to be able to take those things out and sell them and market them to customers, we need Kevin's team absolutely providing all the um, digital platforms, the technology platforms, um, and the innovation support that's going to enable that. And I think um, the key to that has been, Julia mentioned Fraser, and the care that was taken through the recruitment process and ensuring that and bringing two new executives into the organisation, there was a good test of complementary fit and that you know we are not two peas of the same pod but we are a little bit of the yin and the yang and we bring separate experiences and different capabilities and it's the collective view of those that ultimately makes it successful so I know that in order to, for me to be successful Julia has to be successful and vice versa so it's that that common purpose that single mission and a set of shared objectives that say we succeed together or we fail together, that ultimately has, has led to what has been a huge change in the way we go to market um, at the front of the business, but also a huge change in the technology capability that underpins that. So you talked a little bit about uh, mission and purpose, and, and I understand that Mercury's purpose is to inspire New Zealanders to enjoy energy in more wonderful ways, which I just love. I think that's awesome. Um, so could you sort of articulate what are some of the wonderful ways in which you guys enjoy energy? Oh, well, um, I'm going to have to be the cliche and say um, I do have an e-bike at home, but I actually had an electric bike before I joined Mercury. <laughs> and not only that, I had a yellow electric bike um, before I joined Mercury. So even though I fell off it last week, uh, which was the first time ever, and I've had it for um, almost four years, I definitely think one of the wonderful ways I enjoy energy is on that e-bike. And just to prove that we are the yin and yang, Kevin has an e-scooter. <laughs> yes, so, um, and, but, but I have to say, I've, I've only bought my e-scooter uh, recently and my next vehicle is likely to be an electric vehicle. But I think the other thing, and this is something I, we talked about at Effect, um, Julia spoke to the evolution of the Mercury Go app and how one of the ways I get to enjoy energy is through um, the rewards program on that app that rewards my physical energy through running or walking with um, Mercury dollars that I can get to um, pay on to my power account or if I choose to I can transfer them to air points and use them for air travel. So that's sort of one of the not common ways that we used to describe how we're bringing energy made wonderful to life. And you haven't fallen off your e-scooter, have you? I haven't fallen off your e-scooter, <laughs> better than me. And you, Julia, you mentioned yellow, and that, that's a significant colour for you because that, that is uh, very much so the, the colour associated with Mercury. Tell us a little bit about the, the brand and also your uh, B logo. 
Yeah, well, so you spoke about inspiring New Zealanders to enjoy energy in more wonderful ways. So that's absolutely our purpose, and that's how we are going to deliver um, energy freedom. We shortcut that because there's a bit of a mouthful to energy made wonderful. And the reason for the yellow really is it's, it's kind of the color that encapsulates that. It is quite an energizing color. It's bright. It's fun. It's actually the color that's most associated with happiness. So we felt that that summed up that idea of, of wonderful um, really well. And then the, the reason for choosing the B, and I should say it was actually our customers that chose the B. So we had um, three different options um, for our logo when we rebanded, and including a version of, of the old logo. And it was the customers who um, unanimously voted in favor of the B. And the B really represents the life-sustaining nature of renewable energy. So the same way that bees are those busy little helpers who are actually um, helping to sustain life on this planet, that's very much the way that we see renewable energy as well. But there is actually quite a lot going on with the bee. Um, so the, the design of it represents Maori culture because the bee's wings are actually, they have little koru at the end of them, but they're actually an infinity loop. And the little um, antennae on the bee's head also have a little um, New Zealand koru on the end of them. And something that we actually kind of noticed as we were going through the design is the little lines on the bee's body. They actually, this is a very geeky um, electricity reference, but they actually look very much like the way that we measure the lake levels in our hydro lakes. So that was a little added, uh, <laughs> little added bonus, especially for the hydro engineers. So the brand is just part of the transformation. Kevin, tell me about the uh, transformation Mercury's been on overall and the stage you're at and what you think success will look like for you. Well, what success looked like is pretty simple because it it means we're delivering on our business goals and and that we can line up what we're doing at an individual or a team level behind business objectives to that broader um, mission and purpose. At a a technology level, it's been a a game of three halves to some extent. Um, In the first 12 or 18 months, we invested in bringing our core customer management and billing platform back to um, recency. So the, the way I describe that is when we invested in the platform originally, it was like buying the car and then not taking it back to the garage to be serviced for the next 10 years. So we had a bit of a, a major recondition to do on the platform before we could then build out um, the experience layer both internally for our staff so that give them tools and the capability necessary to do their job well behind the the three pillars of the brand promise around inspire, reward, and make it easy. So there's an element of delivering new technology to our customer service agents and the like to make it easier for them to do a great job when they're working with customers. And then latterly, that um, experience layer has been focused on delivering um, new and refreshed um, self-service capability via the Sifahana platform online, building out new journeys to support the customer join and move process online. Um, Julia mentioned it affect the investment in the app around rewarding customers for interactions with Mercury, so there's been an investment there. And now we're really moving into a, a significant focus on analytics and the use of the customer data and and other market data that's available to us so we can really personalise and tailor that service experience to ensure we're giving customers the experience that works for them, not just the bland 
single experience that we're applying across the whole customer base. Yeah, and working in such a, a intangible and highly commoditized space, I, I understand is quite a challenge in terms of creating that brand love. Um, Julie, did you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think I mentioned again at effect that you know there used to be a time when if you just came into a room and switched on a switch and light came on, that was a pretty amazing experience. But um, it's certainly in our part of the world, those days are long gone, and um, electricity and energy are very much seen as um, requirement for life, I guess, a basic kind of need and, and commodity. So we we got a challenge on two sides. One is how do we make people see how wonderful actually this renewable energy advantage um, that we have really is, and that's a lot of that's around telling those stories about the electrification of transport and e-bikes and our beautiful 1957 Ford Fairlane. Uh, but the other aspect of it is, you know, people really only engage with their electricity provider once a month when they get the bill. So how do we find those ways to actually be in front of customers and telling those stories um, more often? And Kevin mentioned, and we talked about it at effect as well, the Mercury Go app, which is a key channel for us to be able to engage with our customers kind of on their terms. So it's a digital engagement, it's an app, they can engage with it as often as they want, and we do have customers that engage with it every day. And we need to make sure that that in that app, we're really bringing our purpose and our mission to life as well as letting customers do the sort of transactional and day-to-day things that they need to do on it. So it comes back to asking the question as we're about to consider initiatives in the technology and digital spaces to how does this align to purpose and how does it support brand promise? Is this a is this a, a make it easy play that is just about taking friction out of a process or dealing with customer pain points and, and therefore the approach is, is um, modelled around that or is this in the inspire and reward where we're looking to really shift the dial away from what a customer would typically expect from the energy retailer and, and a lot of that is driven by the best experience they've had somewhere else, be that their bank, uh, their service station, their supermarket, their airline, that sort of raises the bar in the inspire and reward and it's very much driven by what Julia and her team are getting in the way of feedback or direction from customers so it really comes, always comes back to is what we are looking to deliver here going to shift the dial from that customer engagement, customer experience perspective? Yeah, and we, we talked about Mercury Go, so that's just one of the innovative things that you've been doing uh, with uh, Mercury. I also understand there are a couple of other things, so your EV subscription program, uh, Mercury Drive, and also substantial investments in wind generation did you want to articulate on how on those particular innovations and how you will continue to actually drive those innovations? Um, I'll do drive and then Kevin's going to pick up Turatia, which is the wind farm. So Mercury Drive kind of came out of our thinking around what were the barriers to stopping people taking up um, electric vehicles in New Zealand. We have, as I said, as a country, 80 to 85 percent renewable electricity. We've got a population of around 4 million. We're actually roughly very similar to Norway, (laughs) which is a random comparison. But Norway has this huge uptake of electric vehicles, and we are lagging way, way behind. But they have the same basic population size and level um, of renewable electricity. So we were trying to understand what the barriers were in New Zealand. We knew that the emotional connection wasn't there, and that was the point of designing EV as a campaign and as a story and converting the beautiful um, 1957 Ford Fairlane. 
But some of the other barriers were the upfront cost of buying the EV. New Zealand's a big second-hand car market, but we don't really have many second-hand EVs as yet. And there was also um, a concern around the availability of models, so just the number of different cars to choose from and whether I can get the car that's right for me. So the point of the subscription service was really to give people, first of all, an opportunity if they wanted to buy an EV to try before you buy, but at a bit more of a decent test than just taking it out for a test drive or getting it for a day. So three, six, and 12-month subscriptions. So people could really test whether this is going to be the right um, option for them. The second part of that was also which is the right car for them, so providing different models that people could swap in and out between to see whether they were getting the right car for them. And then the third one was actually just to test a completely new model of ownership, whether people who didn't think that they needed to own a car privately at all going forward and could, were actually going to be quite happy having the subscription model as the way that they um, use vehicles in the future, which then, of course, might naturally lead into some other opportunities like peer-to-peer -peer, um, car sharing between individuals, for example. So those were some of the things and, that we were and are still um, trying to test with that pilot. We've got around 30 vehicles in that pilot now, and we're kind of at the stage where we're just sort of assessing all the learnings and insights that we've got so far to work out where we go with that next. And then, and then the one add-on that Julia didn't mention, which, which is probably obvious to most listeners, is that people who drive EVs fill them up with electricity, not petrol. And as an electricity retailer, we're in a better position because we're 100% renewable to provide that um, retail electricity service in, into the home, which is where most people charge those vehicles. And to the story of wind, that's a journey Mercury has been on for over 10 years now. So the first stage of which was to identify where were the best places in New Zealand if you were going to build a wind farm? Where were the best plots of land to own or have access to? And Mercury secured those rights and had resource consent granted probably 10 years ago now. And the challenge has always been, um, at a country level, um, what do we see happening with the demand for energy or electricity generation? And also from a technological development level, what's happening in respect of the, the cost to deliver generation. So what, what we've got now is that tipping point where there is demand growth in the equation going forward. The technological advances means the cost to build a wind farm today make it essentially the cheapest mixed form of generation build. And, and, and why that's important is in building new generation and in support of a country level goal to be 100% renewable, we want to do it in a way that the cost to deliver that to the end consumer is not affected. So we're at that point now where um, our view is we can build the next um, new generation development plant in New Zealand, it's wind, and the cost to build that plant allows us to deliver the energy into the market and not, not lift the price of delivered energy to the end consumer, which is important because there's no, there's no price to be gained simply through building generation if that generation pushes up the end cost to the consumer. And, and what it also did for Mercury, given our existing investments in hydro first, then geothermal and solar, the addition of wind to our portfolio gives us what's um, referred to in the renewable generation space as the awesome foursome of generation development. 
Yeah, we're the first energy company in the in um, New Zealand to have all four, and one of only I think four in the world to have all four. And then the link between those two projects is when Turatia, the wind farm, comes online, it'll be generating enough electricity to put another 210,000 um, EVs on the streets. Wow. Okay. Let's just switch gears a little bit and talk about the technology as part of the transformation. Uh, you did mention SAPC for HANA earlier, and I understand that you're using uh, C for HANA, which is a, a customer experience portfolio, and also from our ERP portfolio, S for HANA. Can you talk a little bit about what you're actually doing with that technology? So the underlying core system is SAP's <coughs> ERP system for utilities. That runs our core um, customer billing and metering connection platform, so um, making sure that we've got all the mechanisms in place to ensure that the, um, we know how much energy has been used in a household. We can, from that, establish how much the customer needs to pay. We can generate a bill. We can receipt the payment against that bill and everything required for your basic services. Um, that same platform through the C for HANA um, extension is delivering um, CRM capability into our service centre and is integrated to our telephony platform. And then the um, commerce elements of the C for HANA platform are the online digital capability for customers to, to interact um, real time with their own My Account so they can log on look at their consumption, pay their bill, change their bank account and a number of other um, core service elements as well as that platform supports um, new customers as they want to join Mercury, so um, delivers estimations of what their bill will be given certain consumption parameters, where they live, what network they're on and those sorts of things and also if they're moving properties allow them to complete the transfer of the um, Mercury account from the house they're selling across to the house they're buying. And then um, more recently, we've also invested in SAP's cloud analytics platform to take a lot of the data we hold in our core systems and give us a view at the individual household level of the profile of the customer. Uh, are we billing the right amount? Um, are we getting the right network charges? Is the metering configuration set up appropriately that we're paying the metering company the right amount. So it's giving us a more granular um, level of um, insight into what's happening at the household. Perhaps you could articulate further as well why you chose SAP to help you with that transformation. Um, well, I go back to the the 10-year-old car in the garage analogy. When I when I arrived at Mercury, they'd been sometimes spent under under a, a broad um, transformation program giving some thought to what's the technology platform we need to support the business going forward. Um, my view was we've got a perfectly good car in the garage. It does the job necessary. We've probably been a little bit guilty in looking after it. Instead of trading the car in and looking to buy a new one that would probably only do what the one we have now already does, we'd be better to, to go back to the dealer we bought the car from, so go back to SAP and understand what would be required to um, bring the platform we already have to a current state, to put it on the new HANA platform and move it to the cloud, the AWS cloud. So we worked hard with SAP to establish what that would look like. We tested it through a proof of concept and we were satisfied that we'd made 
um, the right choice with the right partner to really get the foundations of what's under the Mercury business back to a state necessary to support the transformation journey going forward. And then subsequent to that, on a, I, I attended the SAP Utilities Conference in Portugal probably two and a half years ago, and that's where we were introduced to the Hybris platform, which was a recent SAP acquisition that's now been um, integrated into the SAP suite as Sifahana, and we were impressed with the capability, particularly from a customer experience perspective, we were impressed with the capability of that platform. So through a series of um, proof of concepts and pilots, we tested the platform against what we believed we needed to deliver to support the um, brand promise going forward, and then over a series of deliveries have built that platform out. So we went to uh, the service component first because the contact centre had a a pretty old, pretty poor set of CRM tools that made it difficult for our people to do their job. That was the first investment. And then on the back of that delivery in mid-2018, we stretched the investment through to what's the commerce end of the platform and released, firstly, a new My Account platform to customers here in February. And in May, a third release of the platform delivered the online join and move process and we've got, you know, we're now in a continuous improvement phase where we're continuing to add capability and features to the platform. But that backlog is informed 100% by what our customers are telling us or what our customer insights team are gaining through research into the market so that, again, we're confident that as we build new capability that's adding real value to the business. Great. Julie, did you want to add anything at all? I was just going to say, in, in terms of obviously the results that are flowing through from all that stuff, it's, it's, some of it's quite early, so we're just seeing you know, some of those things coming through now. But um, again, I mentioned the fact that since we rebranded and the technology changes basically started at that same time, we've had record-breaking years of customer satisfaction and increased NPS by more than 15 points. And I think being able to do that whilst you're going through a technology change is fairly unusual. I've um, certainly been in organisations where the technology change has exactly the opposite um, impact on that. So, so far, so good. Just to finish up, uh, we, were, we talked a little bit about your goal of creating energy freedom for your customers in New Zealand. Um, perhaps we can discuss a little bit more about what the next steps you see are to achieving this. For Mercury, and I'm not, not sure that we're different to too many businesses today, but the, the use of advanced analytics and what we would refer to as intelligent automation um, across the retail business offers us that opportunity to become a, a more efficient, more consistent in respect of the service we deliver to customers. So, um, you know, that's answering questions around where are those high frequency transactions that customers have with Mercury that are really just hygiene factors that don't add too much value. So it's the, the inquiry that says, what's my account balance or when is my payment due? If we can use AI analytics and automation to, to deliver those services to customers, providing at, at least the same experience, if not better than they would enjoy today, and free up our um, you know very capable customer service agents to 
have a more engaging conversation that's about delivering an experience to the customer and is addressing some of the more complex needs. Um, that, that allows us to become more efficient and so what that means is we can continue to provide energy services into the home for a, a really fair price without customers feeling like um, I, have, I don't have much choice and all I see is a bill that goes up every day but at the same time um, improve the service experience. We're on a win-win. We're, we're, we're essentially playing to two dials there. We give the customer a greater feeling of enjoyment, inspire, reward, make it easy. And if we can do it for a lower cost to serve, then you know customers will continue to treat Mercury as their preferred energy provider. Yeah, I think that, that that's really important. And what Kevin's talking about there is how we make the whole concept of you know energy freedom and inspiring New Zealanders to enjoy energy in more wonderful ways. How we make that really real for our customers in that day-to-day kind of interaction with us, and how we personalise that to really understand what energy freedom means for them and deliver the right things for them. I think at that countrywide level, you know, the electrification of transport is still the biggest opportunity for New Zealand to free itself from that dependence on fossil fuels, and will be for the foreseeable future. So we are very much going to continue on that on that story at that sort of uh, that sort of brand level and that inspiration level. And you know, obviously Kevin and spoke earlier on about the, the building of the, the first wind farm for us and that's going to be a key element of the next step on our, our energy freedom mission as well. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kevin and Julia. That was a great chat. And we look forward to seeing where you take Mercury in uh, the next 12 months as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to the Best Run Podcast, brought to you by SAP.